Hey guys, this is Brent with the Finding Freedom Podcast, and today I'm hosting Kathy Thompson from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I'm from Lake Charles, Louisiana, for anybody uh, in her audience that's listening, but we're talking about fear and anxiety and how we've dealt with situations uh, and also just our tips for people who are struggling because it's been a tough been a tough year and uh, so if this is for you and you're struggling with fearing anxiety definitely tune in and listen through the whole thing because it is great there's great content right at the end of it it's just amazing so tune in remember subscribe and definitely comment on some of the material and we would love to hear back from our audience and uh, and whatnot so anyway without further ado here's Kathy Thompson Well, uh, hey, Kathy, it's good to have you on your second episode on Finding Freedom. Uh, you know, I know that we intended on doing um, multiple episodes, and I'm really excited about today um, and, uh, and some of the conversation that we're going to get to we're going to get to talk about, um, you know, and the, the, doing the, the virtual podcast has been been kind of interesting um, nonetheless. And uh, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad to have you here. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so how's things going up in your neck of the woods? I always say that because I love Al Roker, right? Al Roker's great. <laughs> That's what's happening in your neck of the woods. You told me earlier you were having snow. How's that going? Yeah, we got, um, uh, I don't think there's quite an inch yet, inch yet, but it's supposed to get one to two inches today. Yeah. Down here in Louisiana, I'm, I'm literally wearing shorts and a t-shirt right now. <laughs> So it's uh, it's nasty weather. It can't do anything outside, but I think it's like sixty three. It's thirty one here. <laughs> <laughs> no laughing. I get to make snowmen later. <laughs> hey, you get no. We, we get to we can make mud men. I guess you know like, it'd be fun. <laughs> just go put some uh, some mud. I mean, it really is just disgusting. You walk in the yard and your shoes get muddy. It's nasty, but that's what you get for living in Louisiana. I guess it's where we grew up. So you know that's what it is. Um. So anyway, since the last time I had you, uh, what's new, what's, what's fresh and, uh, how's, how is it from your perspective on the, uh, you know, in the life of a, a therapist, right? How's things going? <laughs> There's just a lot of stuff going on, just a lot of changes. And, um, I, I don't know, I don't know that I could put it in, into words, but you know, just lots of, lots of things going on. Um, you know, COVID has definitely changed things. We, uh, are semi opening up. Uh, I think at 25% capacity on February 1st. So it's just the transition. It's just the transition, you know, in the next week or so. So just trying to get ready for all of that and what that's going to look like for the office. Um, We have not been told to uh, take people, um, I'm sorry, to... um, to disclude people from therapy, but it's, it's just safer for us to not have people in the office. Um, so we're just kind of doing as an, as an emergency, like if there are people that really need to be seen in person. So that's kind of how we're handling it right now. But as of February 1st, we could invite more people back in. I don't know that we'll do that, but, um, it's going to be a slow process, a slow and gradual process. So. Yeah, I uh, I don't really know what's going on here with all of that stuff. I think we're still there's not as much clarity um, in Louisiana, and the cases are still pretty bad. Um, you know, it, it's just unsure exactly what that looks like. But we, yeah, like I said, we do have high cases here. So um, I'm in the mode. I, I still don't even have an office, um, and I've been kind of thinking about not 
getting another one for a little bit longer, just considering everything going on. Um, hard decision though. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real tough decision to, uh, to make, but, uh, but yeah, it, uh, COVID's definitely not going away. I know a lot of folks that, uh, had thought it was just going to disappear at some point, but I just don't think that's going to be realistic. No, I think this is going to be our new normal. Um, my hope is that we can eventually have some, uh, you know, get, get to the point where we're not wearing masks out in public and things are, are calming down a little bit. I kind of miss seeing people's faces like in person. So it'd be nice to actually see people in person. Oh yeah. I mean, we're coming up to that, uh, that year mark now. Yeah. I think it's been pretty much a year. Um, you know, cause March of, uh, 2020 is when everything, you know, really shut down. But you know, that, you know, just thinking back a year ago is, is, uh, some of the last times that we actually had a sense of normal, you know, within uh, church and, and everything, you know, just going and, you know, kind of take everything for granted. I know that, that, that I've, I've thought about that, you know, just taking, taking it for granted, um, not having to social distance and wear masks and, and what normal look like. And um, yeah, no, it's kind of sad. Well, my, my church has, is open. We are we have found a way to social distance during the services. So that's been been very nice. But they also have online services, mm-hmm. so that's good. Um, <clears throat> I'm in Michigan, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. So we shut down, I think it was like the 15th of March. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys shut down yeah, at the same a, time. Yeah, same time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. It, it, and it's, you know what, sometimes it's really hard to like notice people and, you know, recognize people because you're only seeing half their face. And so it's just a little bit more difficult to, you know, yeah meet up and talk and make friends and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. I know. I know. I, I've, I've run into people and I did I actually didn't even know it was them because of the mask, you know, and, uh, Right, and it right. just felt so bad. Like, hey, I think I saw you. You know, texting on a messenger on Facebook. I think I saw you, but <laughs> I don't know if that was you. Oh, yeah, that was me. Oh, sorry, <laughs> didn't know. Um, yeah, I've had that happen yeah. a couple of times for sure. But uh, definitely an interesting um, new way of life. And and I know it's it's real controversial <laughs> with people. You know, some people are, um, you know, just real against it. Some people are, are. I mean, it's just all over the place when it comes to uh, you know people's opinions and how they're feeling. Um, but one thing, you know, is that it just, it does bring up a lot of, um, anxiety, right? I think it, it, it's just, it's hard to even put words to it, what this year has done, but I think it's just amplified anxiety with people, um, right. just over the past year. And, and when you deal with that for such a long time, it actually turns into to, to trauma in, in a way. Right. Cause now you're dealing with people that have lost, you know, possibly lost a loved one, mm-hmm. um, that have lost jobs, um, you know, their financial stressors. So all of those things are definitely going to be, um, throw you into that category of trauma. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how are you guys coping, uh, coping with that in uh, Michigan? You know, how's, how's that? And, and how, what are you telling clients to, uh, to, um, to deal with that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's a, I know that's not something you can definitely you know, expand on. And, uh, for those of you listening, you know, this is obviously, this is not therapy, you know, anything that we suggest here, we're just trying to come on and be real about some of the struggles that people are having, because 
um, you know, it's, it's just really at an entirely different level. So just, uh, just, a just a heads up as a disclaimer, this is not a therapy session. And if you're needing any kind of, um, advice on your specific situation or just, um, you know, anything like that, please, uh, seek out your therapist if you have one. And if not look in your local area, uh, and then if it's emergency, please utilize emergency services. So anyway, sorry, yes. I had to just throw yes. that in no. there. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, contact a therapist. I mean, I, I won't even tell you that you have to go see one of us. Just go to see somebody because, yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot going on. So I think I may have mentioned um, journaling and stuff. Did I? Did we talk about journaling in the last right? I, I think um, we did episode. Yeah, which is which is did. definitely a great coping skill. You know, journaling and keeping track of it because a lot of times people don't even remember what they, um, you know, like their feelings, if it's not, if it's not written down, they're they're like, Oh yeah, I feel this way. And then the next day, Oh yeah, I feel this way. And then it just seems like all the days run together. So if you have a journal, it, uh, it kind of helps you identify, um, you know, different triggers and whatnot. So. Yeah. So, um, I have, I have journaled. I have to tell you that I haven't journaled a whole lot during COVID because there's just a lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on. Um, you know, being a practice owner and, um, you know, seeing clients as, as well. Um, you know, I, I, I mentioned last time about the, the, the journaling and how effective that is. Um, I guess I'm, I'm not, I'm not heeding my own, <laughs> my own advice, which is to get it on paper, um, it's definitely something us therapists have to think about is that self-care, because if you aren't taking care of yourself, then the, the challenge is how do you take care of other people? Yep. So, um, you know, I, I think what might be helpful if you're okay with this is talk to is to talk about uh, a situation that happened to me uh, several years ago. <laughs> like, um, of a for instance, when when I had uh, a panic and anxiety attack, because because we are all prone to it. Just mm-hmm. because we're therapists doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Absolutely. Um, okay. Okay. Great. Well. Um, Oh gosh, this was before I was a therapist. I've been a therapist for a little over 10 years um, officially, but I was doing therapy prior to that in my um, graduate classes. But about 20 20 years ago, probably in 1999, I want to say, um, I, I had what I now know to be a huge panic and anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and so many of you, many of your listeners may be able to relate to this or it may come to an epiphany and be like, oh my gosh, that's what, I, that's what that was. Right. So this, uh, this panic attack, uh, I was out with a friend, it, it, you know, things, things weren't going the way I, I planned them to go. Um, we ended up having to leave early, um, you know, he got a little bit more intoxicated than I would have liked. So um, it, it put me in front of the wheel and um, I, I was not prepared for for that to happen. So just basically something out of my control. Mm-hmm. Can't control people, um, <clears throat> can't control things around us. So clearly there was something out of my control and it was really upsetting me. Right. Um, I had no idea when I left this, this, uh, his family member's house that when I got home, what was waiting for me. Right. I got, I got home, <clears throat> I got home and I sat down on the couch 
and I literally could not see like I, I, I like my vision I had a really hard time seeing mm-hmm. um, I had ha- heart palpitations thought I was having a heart attack um, difficulty breathing uh, I, I literally couldn't catch my breath just just couldn't catch my breath felt nauseous um, just like uh, hyperventilating and, and this was for like more than 20 minutes and and right. I literally remember taking my hands and putting them on my head because I couldn't even look around the room looking around the room was too much for my brain to handle so the friend I was with um he, he was like what, what's going on and I couldn't respond to him I couldn't talk um, so imagine, you know, this this escalated breathing, this, you know, you, you just feel like you can never catch your breath, feeling nauseous, feeling hot and cold at the same time. It's like my hands were cold and clammy. I'm sweating. Um, it was so uncomfortable. Um, and then, you know, I, he, I didn't know what was happening to me. So certainly he didn't know what was happening to me. And he was sort of, like I said, he had been drinking. So he was in an altered state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it took a little while for me to kind of catch my breath and calm things down. I was exhausted, completely exhausted after that. Like literally, I, I, I was... I went, it was probably like, I don't know, five, six, seven o'clock at night. I don't really remember, but it wasn't, it wasn't nighttime. Right. And I went to sleep for probably 12 hours. It was horrible, horrible, horrible experience. And I say that to you, and I don't know if you can hear my voice, just kind of my speech kind of being a little rapid, even though it's been 22 years um, it's still, there's still a piece of that, just talking about it and, and describing it that really gets, it, it activates all of it just yep. a little bit. Now, when it first happened within the first six to six months to a year, I couldn't talk about it because talking about it threw me back into a mini panic anxiety attack. Um, so I say that because maybe there's somebody out there that is dealing with that, that is right. feeling like, oh my gosh, is this a heart attack? Like, what's going on? I can't control my thoughts. I can't control my breathing. I can't control my heart rate. Um, you know, that is, in essence, a panic attack right. and an anxiety attack. Right. And it's not that anything, you know, not, nothing, nothing tremendously horrible happened to me. I didn't get into a car accident. There wasn't this big fight. There wasn't... You know, I mean, there was a slight disagreement and things didn't go the way I planned, but it wasn't life altering. Like it wasn't like, oh my gosh, the world's going to end. Right. You know, they didn't go the way I thought they were going to go. So, um, you know, I mean, is that something that you can relate to or you or your clients maybe can yeah, relate I, to? You know, honestly, I think an interesting point to uh, to point out with that is that, you know, like it, you said it happened 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know, not to discourage anybody listening, um, because you have dealt a lot with it along the way. Um, but the more that you learn about it, the more that you learn about your triggers, the more that you process it, the more that you work through it. It doesn't mean that it's magically just going to ever go away. You can't erase that memory. But what you can do is deal with it in a healthy way. And then you get to the point where you're at now where, you know, I did hear your voice and your inflections. It did get a little bit different, but the 
but it's because it was traumatic. Um, right. you know, and the way that we get through trauma is just by telling our stories, uh, and, 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 and having people that can support you through that process of, of healing. And it's, it's a journey. It's not something that's just going to be, uh, a magic wand. You know, if anybody has a magic wand out there, you know, let us know because that would help a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a question that I ask clients at the, um, yeah. at my take, I ask them, if, if, if I could wave a magic wand and poof, everything could be better. What would you change? What's one thing you would change? That's a great idea That's to great have question. on. I think I'm going to put that on my intake. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> you can steal it from me. You're yeah, no, to. I always ask, you know, I usually ask in a, in sessions depending on the situation, but, but, uh, yeah, that's a that's a great one to put in your intake. But it's the truth. I mean, it it you you it's interesting to think on that level of what it would look like if it was magical. Um, but then you realize, okay, well, you know, I may not be able to get exactly what I'm hoping for as the right the 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 magic wand question, but it's it's a goal to work towards. Um, right. You know, like working towards a positive outcome. So I, I definitely think that's important. Um, anyway, what was your question just a while ago? I, I, uh, oh, I went I, on a tangent. Oh, that's okay. That's that, that's all right. Um, I asked if you could relate to uh, the description that I made of the panic attack I had, or if your clients that had talked to you about, you know, are they able to relate to that? Is that familiar to you? I yes, <laughs> uh, from the client level, yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's more relatable to me, uh, just with my history of trauma. Um, cause it just, I mean, it, it, it sounds real close. Um, you know, cause I can look back on my, my childhood and the stuff that I've went through and, and just relating like, okay, when I think about that, you know, there's a time in my life where I didn't even acknowledge any of that stuff until I was 18 ish years old. And, um, you know, so, so I can relate on that level anxiety, um, I definitely have had times in my life where I've struggled with anxiety for sure. I think that that's, that's uh, typical and, and to expect as, as humans. Right. But, um, you know, a specific panic attack, um, where, you know, it was on the level where I couldn't breathe and, and, and I felt like everything was closing in. Um, maybe not as much on that level. I mean, I definitely can relate in situations in my past where I've had, um, tightness in my chest. You can't explain it. You just want to run away. So that the, the fight or flight mode kind of kicks in. Um, and you just want to get away from whatever's, uh, you know, causing that stress and anxiety. Um, you know, but those are, those are more the typical things, you know, if that, if that makes sense, I hope I'm not rambling with that. No, you know, so, um, but yeah, that back to, uh, you know, can relatable it, being relatable on my, my childhood trauma, um, just everything that I've been through, you know, that definitely it, it's, it's hard to acknowledge, um, you know, and, and you, and you kind of want to bury it under the rug and, and never deal with it again. Um, you know, and, and, and then you realize that you just can't. So I think it's the same thing for, for, you know, situations where there's panic, right? So, you know, if you think about it in a lot of the situations that I've seen with clients is that, um, you know, panic attacks and, and, and certain anxiety comes from situations of trauma, trauma, right? I mean, uh, do you, do you, uh, do you agree with me on that or, or what's your thoughts with, with Oh, absolutely. That? Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree that, you know, um, I, I haven't really, well, I suppose I could, if I, if I thought about it, um, that element of 
lack of control can be related to a trauma. Mm -hmm. There were, there were a lot of things. Um, and you know, I'm familiar with a little bit of your trauma that you shared with me, but, um, and we don't have to talk about that publicly, but, um, I don't know that you're familiar with, with mine and, and I won't speak about it completely publicly till I've completely dealt with it. Mm -hmm. But there is some things in my childhood that I dealt with that um, put me in a situation of not being able to control them. And as a result, that definitely could have impacted this situation where I had the panic attack. So things didn't go, didn't go well. Um, for those who know me, I am, I am not a drinker. Um, I, I, I choose not to be around people who drink. Um, I'm just, I mean, I've probably drank more in the last year in COVID than I have in like the past five years, but that's sort of to be expected. Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> I'm going to cut myself a break there, but typically I'm, I'll have like a couple of drinks a year. <laughs> I'm just not a drinker. So that, that definitely um, would have been a trigger for me to be around somebody drinking, um, so that that could have brought that that panic attack on and the, and not being able to control that situation. So, yeah, yeah, the drinking has been pretty intense this year with with people mm. in general. So mm -hmm. I can relate on that as well. Um, you know, just just having more than than usual. Right. Nothing, nothing necessarily <laughs> in the level of being an alcoholic, but just no. but uh, but I think it's also, you know, there's not a whole lot to do. You can't go, you know, I mean, you can sort of go out to eat now. It's just different. And um yeah, no, it's it's just different. So it's a mm -hmm. it's a struggle for sure. Yeah, struggle for sure. But anyway, anxiety. Uh, back to the point. Um, you know, so what what would what, what you know in your situation with clients, knowing what you've been through, um, in your past and how you've dealt with it, you know, kind of over time. Um, I mean, how do you walk with people through that? Well, you know, I look at it from an aspect of where the anxiety is coming from. So in my situation, the anxiety was coming from a lack of control. It could also, you could also direct that back to another emotion, which is fear, fear of the mm -hmm. unknown. What happens to people when they drink too much? First of all, one of the things that they do is they do unpredictable things. So uh, one could actually relate it back to that, that emotion of fear. And so um, we talk about those feelings of fear and where that fear came from. Did the fear come from, you know, something something that happened in the past where things got out, out of hand? Uh, is it a realistic fear? Um, you know, and, and so anxiety and fear sometimes go hand, I would say almost always go hand in hand, yep. you know, because you've got the, you've got the anxiety part of, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen, but fear kind of comes right in to that as well. So, um, you know, and, and I can, I can relate to that as, as, as well. I, I don't think we talked about my medical stuff, did we? We didn't talk about my medical stuff. No, not really. No. Go for it. I think that that's definitely, I mean. Okay. It, so, <laughs> okay. So nobody go in shock here. The people who know me, I, I actually, sometimes I say this to clients and I'll be like, oh, I didn't tell you. I'm so sorry. Right. Because it's no matter of fact for me. Uh, again, this is something that I have, I have processed. So this is why I'm, I'm able to share it. 
Um, I, I was diagnosed with um, stage two uh, breast cancer back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And so I went through, uh, you know, uh, surgery, radiation, chemo, all, well, actually surgery, chemo, then radiation. And then the long road to um, physical, you know, recovery, which I'm still on. And it's it's going, I'm, I'm entering year five, which is the the bonus year because year five for me means that uh, the likelihood of the cancer coming back is significantly lower so um so yeah any little new ache and pain throws me right back into the anxiety and the fear anxiety of oh my gosh what is that is that now the cancer returning am i going to have to go through treatment and surgery and all that stuff and you know fear for my life and even though I am a believer, I still struggle with with fear and anxiety. And so I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, my my home church is is Kensington um, here in Michigan, and um, Pastor Danny Cox was talking about how fear does not. He actually talked about it today, which I thought was interesting because I thought, oh my gosh, my fear means I don't believe. My anxiety means I don't believe. And you know what? The two can actually coexist at the same time. You can be fearful, you can be anxious, and still have a, a firm belief in 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 God or a higher power or um, wh- whatever your whatever your belief is. Um, well, I was ahead. I was gonna I was gonna say um, you know just because uh, you're fearful, you know those are those are feelings and your emotions and all of those things, right? But you know, faith is not rooted in your emotional context right so it's, it's, it's not it's just not <laughs> right right so one of the things that i've been trying to do um uh is to you know change that um i put something on my instagram account um it is, is if fear says you can't do it anyways Mm-hmm. So, and I find that that's really helpful for me um, because there's a lot of things that I didn't want to do. I, I didn't want to have surgery. I didn't want to have chemo. I, I, the thing I said to, to, to my closest friends was, can I just, can, can, can we put me in a coma for nine months? Can, can, and then like someone can just take care of me, like, you know, right. do all the stuff. And then when I'm done with treatment, can I just be taken out of the coma? Can, is it, can we do that? Is it possible? If, um, if only. If only. You know what, though? I think the fact that I went through all of that crappy stuff has made me a stronger person. It's definitely put me in a situation where, um, I mean, I still have fear. I still have fear about, you know, the cancer returning, but I think there's a new level of excitement and mm-hmm. anticipation about life and a new renewed um, desire to like make this happen because yeah. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. So make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. Don't don't let fear stop me. Where fear had stopped me before and I said, eh, maybe not today. I won't do that. Maybe I'm not going to go down that road. And, and that's kind of out of my comfort zone. Mm-mm, just do it. Just do it. So that's what I've I've been trying to do. If it's difficult, I do it. Yeah. I mean, we only have today. You know, that's it. Uh, I, I, when you were talking about, you know, going in a coma for nine months, it made me, uh, reminded me of, um, you know, my grandfather passed away in March of 2018 
now it's like okay well that's that's been a that's been a minute um but uh you know i'm definitely you know while he was struggling during the nine months that i think it was six to nine months that he had um the cancer because it, it spread pretty fast and he did the chemo um and we saw him struggle you know i was definitely thankful for um that time with him uh leading up into the end um end of it you know and 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 uh you know, it just kind of reminds me, like, we, we have to be thankful for every day, you know, even if you know, hey, it, my time is, is coming up and, and it's going to be soon. Um, you know, for those of you who have a loved one with cancer or, um, you know, maybe maybe who have cancer, you know, that it's definitely that reverence for, for every day um, because you don't know exactly what the outcome is going to be, um, you know, that we, we, we just we cannot understand um God's will. And, you know, we also have to remember that, uh, you know, God's not the one that causes everything. We live in a broken world that is, uh, that is definitely, I could, I could go on a tangent with this. I got to be careful, but, but we live in a world that's definitely (laughs) broken and, and the enemy is going to do certain things. And, you know, sometimes just things just happen. And, um, you know, we don't necessarily know from a, from a spiritual context of, you know, why cancer here, you know, did, did, uh, you know, did the enemy put that here or did it just happen or, you know, like, you know what I mean? Cause we just, we just don't know. Those are, those are those awesome questions that we can ask whenever we're, we're, uh, we're out of here. But, um, you know, in the meantime, we just have to just be thankful for every day that we're given because we don't know when it's going to be our last, you know, it's no, you have an idea with, with cancer, but I mean, anybody could also get in a car wreck and, and pass away or, um, it, you just have, you have no idea, uh, what's gonna, what's gonna happen. I, the news, um, you know, I know you're in, you're in Michigan, but, um, in Lake Charles, here there was a, a stabbing last night a 15 year old got stabbed to death um and it's just so sad to listen to that you know i mean i don't really know any of the situation they haven't really come out with it on the news obviously when you're dealing with minors you're limited on information um but you know what if what if he just went in the store and thought it was just going to be a, a you know like okay i'm gonna go grab some stuff and then all of a sudden you get ganged up on and and you get stabbed to death and then you're you're out of here right you know you never know when when your time is going to come. Obviously, I don't know the situation, right. but, but I mean, what if, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's happened before, obviously with people, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, that just reminded me of um, the pay it forward. Yeah. Uh, the, the movie? movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pay it forward. Yeah. Um, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bug me until I remember. It was a, it was a boy. Jody, Jody, no, it's the same lady that played in Twister, right? The Pay It Forward oh. movie, is that right? Yeah, that was the mom. Yeah, the mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mom. Um, I can't think of her name. I can picture. I know who you're talking about. I was thinking of the boy who went to school. I mean, it's been a long time uh, yeah, since I, I watched. I'm not sure. But anyway, what was your well, point? What was your point? Well, my point was is that you know you, I don't know what happened in in the in the um in the stabbing, you know, that, that happened in your, in your town, but you just don't know you, this, this teenager could have had good, good intentions. I'm, I'm going to assume it's good that they were just going, maybe they, maybe they stopped a robbery in progress or something. We don't, we don't know. Right. Um, but sometimes bad things happen to mm-hmm. good people. Like you had also, you had also mentioned, um, 
you know, we don't know why, you know, these, these bad things are happening. Like, like, why did people get cancer? I had, I've had people ask me like, why do you think you got cancer? And I'm like, I I don't know why I got cancer, but I I can tell you that God didn't give it to me. That that's not how God works. God Mm -hmm. doesn't have this. This is my personal opinion and people can disagree with me, but in, in my situation, I do not believe that God gave me cancer, but I do believe that God used it to help me to help other people. Yep. So in my journey of, uh, you know, being diagnosed with cancer, you know, I, 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 I was, I was, you know, God spoke very openly to me and, and, and told me to, to ask a girlfriend of mine to, um, to get a breast cancer screening. Like, I heard just as, just as clear as I can hear you in these headphones, God telling me, talk to your girlfriend about getting, do not leave this building until you ask her to get a mammogram. Mm-hmm. And she did. And two months later, she was diagnosed with cancer. So, you know, it's it's things like that. Had I not been diagnosed with cancer, would I have, you know, known the seriousness of it. I don't know. I I didn't have any dealings with anybody who had cancer prior to my diagnosis. Unfortunately, now I have had dealings. My mother passed away last year of cancer. My dad was diagnosed with cancer a couple of years ago. He's still with us. Um, and, And now I've been connected with multiple people in the area who have had cancer and and we're like a community of support people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, um, I I just feel like it's, it's just something different. Like, you know, I I feel like I, I feel for me, like it caused me to do things that I would have been uncomfortable doing before. So if anything happened as a result of that, and, and you said something, our last, our last podcast, if something you did helped one person, it was worth it. Right. And I have said that from the beginning, if me getting cancer and going through treatment helps one person and it did, it saved the life of a girlfriend of mine. Um, if it's helped one person, it was worth it. Now, does it suck that I still have, you know, um, you know, medical issues and pain, uh, you know, to this day, you know, almost five years later that I'm probably going to have for the, realistically for the rest of my life. Um, does it, does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. But what am I going to do? I mean, there's no point complaining about it. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I mean, it's there, it's there. And you just, you know, you just move, you just keep moving forward. Yeah. You know, like Dory, just keep swimming, just Just keep keep swimming. swimming. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's your other choice? You know, what, what do people do? You know, they cope in a negative way or they just run from their stuff or, um, you know, they, they, you know, like if they get a diagnosis of cancer, they, they might turn their life around or they just might embrace, you know, that, that negativity and just completely just crumble. Um, start drinking more, living life. Hey, I only got so much time to live. Um, you know, so I think it's important, you know, what, what your focus is, um, you know, and, and, and obviously just, you know, from a, from a Christian standpoint, you know, that's definitely a time to deepen your relationship with God for sure. Um, I don't know how people that have life threatening illnesses make it without, um, without God. I really don't. Cause so, I know for me that, that was my saving grace. That right. was, that was how I, I dealt, I dealt with it is I, I reached out to him 
And I continue to do that to this day, even though life is difficult. Mm -hmm. It is not easy for me to go through a day because I think about it every day. Every mm-hmm. day I'm reminded by the aches and the pains and the, you know, this is what I can't do and this is what my now, now my new normal is. Um, you know, I, so, I mean, I guess when I got the diagnosis, I was fearful. I was anxious. I mean, we can relate it all back to anxiety and fear. What's mm-hmm. going to happen? What's going to happen to my things? How is, you know, it, it, it definitely got my crap in order. I mean, I, I, I've got a will. I've got things figured out. I, I, I know where my stuff is going to go. I know what's going to happen to my business. I know what I want to do and how I want to get there. I have that mapped out because I don't know how much longer I have in the face of this earth. Right. So I'm not going to be anxious about it. I'm not going to be fearful about it. Um, fear will sneak in, but I'm not going to be anxious or um, you know, dwell on that fear because it's not going to be helpful. Right. So um, I just wanted to, to point out, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big at um, listening to um, pastors speak. So not, not only did I, did I listen to, um, you know, Kensington uh, this weekend, which, which would be what's today, the 20, what's today's date, the 20 what? Honestly, I couldn't tell 20. you. <laughs> 24th we don't know what day it is yeah it just kind of runs together at this point it's sunday today that's what i know know it's sunday okay so today's the 24th so last week i listened to um a online uh service Uh from louis giglio out at passion city in georgia atlanta georgia um and he did one ironically on um Fear, I think it's called fear and the in in the mic on on the mic fear on the mic, um, which is interesting because this time I have a microphone and last time I didn't have one. Um, but so he was talking about Elijah in First Kings eighteen, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not a pastor, so I can't go into the explanation that he did, which is why I'm quoting what you know when he did the 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 service. So in case maybe one of your listeners wants to go and listen to yeah. his. A sermon on it, but I took some notes here. And so what he talked about with fear is that fear um, causes us to forget about God and our, and, and our focus, what we're called to do. Right. It forecasts the terrible. It's not forecasting the good, like, oh, yay, I'm going to be cured and I'm going to help other people. It forecasts the terrible. I'm going to die. This is going to be horrible. You know, all these, these, these you know, these, these sufferings are going to happen. Yep. Um, we flee. That's the fight or flight. We flee or run from uh, our, our calling, yep. uh, what we're supposed to do, and we fold and we give up. Yep. Those are the four major points that that Louis, uh, Pastor Louis, had talked about. And I thought it was kind of interesting that this is kind of the overlap of therapy or counseling and religion and faith. Yeah. So he talked about some areas, um, and I'll, I'll go through them uh, quickly here. It says, pay attention to what you um, put your focus on. So as a therapist, I would say that anyways. I, I would tell you that, like, what are you focusing on? If you're focusing on the doom and gloom and, oh my gosh, all this horrible stuff, and you're, you know, let's just say, you know, you, somebody, like you have a, a diagnosis of cancer or some life-threatening illness, don't Google do not Google. Google is not your friend. No, Dr. Um, Google. Dr. Google. Dr. Google is no good. Don't do no. don't do Dr. Google. Um, so pay attention to what you're focusing on. Um, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries. Um, so you're just mm-hmm. gonna, you know, take care of today because that's all we can do. Um, do not do not believe the lies. You are gonna be told all kinds of lies 
I was told all kinds of lies when I got my diagnosis. I, you know, I, I thought I was going to die. I thought, you know, everything was going to be over. Nobody was going to talk with me. And some of those things did come true. People, you know, get a little freaked out when you tell them you have cancer. So, and they don't know how to deal with it. So right. some people, they just kind of step away and, right. that, and that's okay. Um, they're, they're just not ready to, to, to handle that. Um, but don't believe the lies. I mean, I could have just let it destroy me. And the last thing you want to do is to, you know, let something like that destroy you while right. you're going through all these, these, you know, treatments. Right. Right. Um, right. seeking gratefulness, things that you're, that you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so thankful that I had, you know, the support people around me, um, that, that, you know, they helped with, you know, making me food, bringing me food, you know, taking me from doctor's appointments, um, making sure that I was, you know, in my, uh, you know, highly medicated pain med, uh, you know, state of mind that I was taking the right meds. I had like six or seven different uh, medications that I was taking, all, all medications related to to the chemo medication. So it's not something like you can be like, Oh, look, I took too many pain meds. That was the least of my worries. Right. So I had somebody taking care of all of that, making sure I'm eating the right stuff, making sure that, you know, any issues are being called to the doctor. So, you know, just having, you know, not believing the lies um, and having the support there, um, being grateful, you know, having the people around um, engaging, going out and doing, pushing through the fear had I just sat there and said, well, I'm going, all this is, you know, going to be horrible and, and, you know, nothing's going to be good about this. I wouldn't have been, been at the event that, that helped that, that facilitated using me to help save my girlfriend. Yep. I would not have been there. And as a result of me being obedient and listening to God and, and telling her at the, at the end of that program, six months later, seven months later, I got to tell a whole group of people. So I, I don't even know how many people I affected at that moment. So I'm hoping that something I'm saying today is going to affect somebody. Okay. But um, yeah, so um, if there's anything that I can, I, I can say to somebody, I, I'm, I'm going to quote something that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to end it on this and, and, uh, recite something that, um, you know, Kensington pastor Danny Cox said today, which is, um, encourage and it, which means to put courage in. So I, I didn't make that one up. I don't know that he made that one up. I know he talked about it today mm -hmm. in today's service. So I thought it was really great because I had talked last time, if you remember about encouraging yeah. and motivating people, right. um, to, to, to help get things taken care of instead of being critical and criticizing, Right. Um, yeah. Encourage to put courage into someone. So I feel like God did that for me. I had the courage, you know, to be able to go through that. It's not like I had a choice. I mean, I suppose I could have been ho humming about it, and but I, I didn't. I got through it, and I'm here on the other side, and yeah. super excited. Super, super excited to be able to to share um, and and witness to other people. So. What what was those um those four things again? Can you go over those really quickly? The four things from um, uh, Louis Giglio. Okay, so the first one causes us to forget about God or our calling. Mm -hmm. Um, number two, forecast the terrible. Yep. Number three, flee and run from where we're supposed to be, and four, fold and give up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we're talking about fear here, right? So, um, 
you know what just thinking going over those those four things it reminds me of uh you know i've heard often that the uh, the tactic of the enemy um is to steal kill and uh and destroy um but distract as well and i think you know all of those things if if uh if satan can keep you distracted and with fear right it's a powerful motivator um then you're going to lose your focus on on god right you know right. and that's something to remember that i think is an right. important one so, absolutely god that's good which that, is that's why good. i agreed to do these podcasts yes. i mean I, I you know is it comfortable doing these no i mean it's different <laughs> it's you know it's definitely different doing it over video but um, isn't that awesome how we have the ability to do this? This is great. Um, it is great. You know, to, to be able to uh, to do a long distance podcast, um, utilizing some really cool technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's great because, you know, everybody has a story. Everybody has a message to share and you don't know who your message is going to help. You know, if this helps one person, then that's great. If your story helps one person, that's great. If we could all share some encouragement with at least one person in the world, just imagine what kind of better world we'd have. Oh, I think it would be awesome. I, I think we'd change the way we talk to people. I think we'd change the way people respond. Um, we gotta yeah, s- I think it really would. Yeah, we got to stop looking for other people to make the first move and you do the right thing first. That's great advice. I like it. Stop waiting for people to be the encourager. You encourage them because everybody has the ability to do it. And it's just about your mindset. I say this all the time in sessions. Your perspective is one of the biggest things. You can either look at a situation and see it in a realistic kind of way, or you can see it in that terrible way. Like you described with one of the four things, right? It makes everything terrible, but you embrace that as identity and then you become that. And then you just think the world is a horrible place like our world is 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 not in the best place right now I, I get that you know obviously with COVID and everything there's a lot of political tension and all that but um you know if you look back in history you know you have that over and over and over and over again but I think as Christians whenever you get put in a situation where the world is in a rough place we have a better we have a better opportunity to shine and be shown right right when there's right, when there's more darkness, you have the opportunity to shine brighter, you know, so even a, a match in in pure darkness. So if you go in the caves, like I don't know if, you know, if you've been in the caves or whatnot, right? I, I remember um, going to a cavern in uh, San Antonio, um, but they turn all the lights off and it's just pure darkness. But if you light one match, then that's where your focus is going to be. It changes the whole... It changes the, the perspective, room. right? Changes the right. room. Yeah, it helps you see where you need to go, where you should not go. Right. From a match, that is not a lot of light. It's it's hardly no, any. It's not. It's not. But, but it's just all, a little bit of light continues the darkness. Right. It's all about perspective. So anyway, I am so glad that we did this, and I'm looking forward to our next one when we do it again. Um, I think that there's a lot of good nuggets in this episode and um you know i definitely think i think more than one person is going to get something out of it but uh you know i thank you for being on with me and uh and just being open and honest this has been really fun i 
I liked it. And, you know, I looked at, I know you're posting these on several different platforms. So some people might be just hearing me and some people might be seeing and hearing me. Right. Um, so I did, I did look and notice that somebody did a thumbs down on the last video. I'd really like to know what the thumbs down was all about. And yeah. I'd really like to see, you know, um, what people are enjoying about what we're right, saying. Right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and, I don't know if, with YouTube, you don't have the ability to, to to see who did that. It's just you know, um, it just it just shows it. Um, you know, so I mean, it's uh, it, it's definitely something. It's it's a learning curve. I mean, we're not used to doing this, and and uh, you know, I, I just started this podcast. I'm not used to doing podcasts. You know, I'm I'm a I'm not a podcast professional, but like I said, everybody <laughs> has a message, and and uh, and I think it's just about having the right heart to share. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that not everybody's going to agree with the message that you share. So, you know, maybe it was something about that as well. Um, who knows? That's okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to agree with everything. Um, you know, but everybody has a right to their own opinion. And, uh, you know, if you, if you don't like something, just move on and, and, uh, and go to something that you might, you might connect with. But, um, you know, our heart for this is just to help people and to encourage people, um, obviously this is not therapy. There's that disclaimer again, this is not therapy. Um, but we are professionals who really care about the people that we work with and we want to make a difference. And, um, you know, my heart with this is I want to reach out and help people, um, that aren't my clients, you know, so I want to just do this in, and spread positivity, the encouragement, right? I want to encourage people to be the best selves that they could be. So anyway, that's my two Absolutely. cents. Yeah, no. I, I, um, yeah, I would love to hear comments. I mean, yeah, I'd love yeah. to hear feedback and, you know, hear what people are interested in and hearing us talk about or what, you yeah. know, what they like or what they didn't like. Um, yeah. um, if you're, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what, what people want to hear. I mean, I, I we're, we're trying to be very right. careful about not making this a therapy session. But I mean, right. there are some things that obviously on here I'm sharing that I wouldn't have shared um, on my, on my business, uh, page. Um, right. you know, not all my clients know that I am a cancer survivor or soon to be, I'm, I'm in remission. So right. not all, not all my clients know that I'm a cancer survivor, but if it's relevant, I will share it. Right. Um, and, and clearly everything's relevant here. So I don't mind sharing that stuff. So yeah, no, if you're watching on YouTube, um, leave a comment. I would love to know. Um, and we would both love to know, you know, what, what would you like to hear? What are your thoughts? And, and, um, you know, how can we, how can we do this better? Uh, if you're uh, listening on the podcast, you know, you can definitely reach out to me on, um, on my, my woods counseling profile. Um, I don't know if you can comment on Apple podcast. I, I think you can like, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I've never really. Are you throwing on this podcast. one on Instagram? Um, I don't, are you throwing this on no, Instagram? With you, Instagram, you yeah. can't, you can't really, uh, do cause we're already at 50 minutes. So you can't do anything past a certain amount of time. Uh, but oh. I did read somewhere on uh, Google when I looked into it, I think that they're supposed to be taking the time limit off. So I don't really know exactly. I know um, there's like a pre, there's a pre you can, you can do, well, I don't know about 50 minutes, but I, I know you do um, Instagram TV. Right. On um, Instagram TV. I still think that there is a limit, but it's just, it's oh. not a, I think that we're over that time limit, but um, you know, you could, you okay. could cut, snippets out and and you could put them in there so it, it just it gets a little difficult when there's so many platforms um right. you know for me right. you know when i'm listening to podcasts you know i, I 
I love YouTube. YouTube's great. And I have a, you know, YouTube channel that I'm really trying to, to focus on, but, but, uh, I love listening to it on the Apple podcast. You can put your AirPods in and then just keep going. Um, you know, obviously that's not the only thing if you're not an Apple person, uh, and you're anti Apple, there's uh, Spotify, Google as well. Um, which I have all my stuff on there too. So, um, Facebook. yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook is just a hit or miss, you know, Facebook video, um, yeah, Facebook tends to just really cut the quality out of it. So I, I just, you know, I guess I struggle with that after working so hard to, uh, to have good, you know, good camera quality, audio quality. They just really compress it to the point where it's just, it, it's not, they're getting better. It was worse a couple years ago. Um, but they're getting, they're getting much better. So I can tell they, they put some time into uh, research and stuff. So, well, can I do a shameless plug? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> So if anybody wants to reach me on Instagram, it's Kathy's Cancer, Kathy okay. with a K. And then you are on Instagram as well. I don't, I don't know. Is it something that you are promoting on this? Uh, yeah, Instagram. Um, I uh, have it set as a business profile. Uh, it's Woods Counseling Services. So I okay. think it's the at Woods Counseling Services on uh, on Instagram. So trying to up my game on there too. <laughs> I'm used to Facebook. I hear you. I, I just started TikTok, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, TikTok's a hit or miss. I, 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 I've yeah. not done a whole lot with that recently, but, um, but it's, it's I'm been, trying. it's been interesting. Um, you know, and, and the thing with social media, you, you gotta be careful, um, just to not let it rule, rule your, your life, you know, and, and, um, you know, I think it's all about priorities, you know, just be intentional about the time you spend and be intentional about the time you spend with your family and friends, because, uh, life's not just about online. You know, we gotta, we gotta have those boundaries and we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. So, you know, I, I definitely try to do that. And I just had another, another kiddo. So, you know, I'm trying to learn the balance of that. And, and I mean, not all the time. And I'm, and my concern, like, Oh, I need to go post this on Instagram. I need to go post this on, make sure it's on Facebook. Right. You know, sometimes you just have to do your best and give it your best. And then, um, sometimes that's all you can do. So, uh, right. you know, just realize that people, people have lives and it's not just about the presence that they have online, you know, so just be respectful whenever you, uh, you know, you're, you know, looking into, you know, podcasts or, uh, content or YouTube, right? I mean, it's, it's not just what they have online. That's not who they are. They are real people who have real lives. Uh, some people have more opportunity than others. You know, if you don't have a family, you're not married, you know, obviously, but you know, everybody has a, everybody has a different story. And, uh, and I think it's just, you know, have a, have a good mindset and be respectful. Like if it's not your thing, then, you know, keep going, keep going and find something that you want to watch and you want to look at and you want to listen to, um, you know, so. Well, my page is filled with tons of motivational stuff and, yeah. um, just videos of my, of my journey. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, yeah. just to try to, you know, reach those other people out there that are struggling and, and to know that somebody else has made it through on the other side. Mm. I mean, there's been millions of people before me that have had cancer and have, have made it through. And of course, there's also people that haven't made it through. I, I definitely don't want to forget those mm -hmm. that, that struggled. Um, but for, for me, my story is that I've made it through and I'm willing to encourage other people along the way to help them get to where, you know, they, they want to be. Not necessarily where I am, but where they want to be. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it was great having you on. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll definitely do this again. And then I'm looking forward to the next uh, topic of conversation that we can do. So uh, for everybody listening and watching, I appreciate you um, 
I appreciate you, you know, tuning in and, and getting the whole way through, uh, the video or the podcast. Um, you know, it's really important, you know, if you have anything to comment or if you want to like, make sure you subscribe to, um, YouTube page or, or subscribe to the podcast and, and, uh, and, and share your comments. We really want interaction. You know, I, I want interaction on my, my material. Um, just to know like, you know, what kind of direction to go in. And I'm not just taking a shot in the dark. I'm going to be intentional about giving people what they're needing and wanting and looking for. Um, and so, yeah, make sure you go subscribe and share it. You know, sharing is really important. Um, you know, just, just one share on Facebook for something, uh, could, could really help out a small business. I have a friend of mine who's a, a photographer, um, who, who made a post about that, you know, like, you know, Facebook doesn't necessarily, um, you know, share, business pages as much, but her business a photography business thrives on social media. Um, you know, word of mouth is a really big deal for her. Uh, and so just a little bitty share about some of her stuff, which is great by the way, um, could really help out her business because you never know who's looking for a great photographer or who, you know, throw any business in there. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, you, you have to realize that, you know, sharing content, you know, it's not just about going and sharing the funny Bernie memes, which have been fun and, and great. I've made about 20 of them so far. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not always just about funny stuff and, and, and things that stand out that way. Sometimes it really does mean a lot to people to go and, and share their stuff because they have a, a big heart of why they do what they do. Um, and they pour their life, blood, sweat, and tears into everything that they're doing. So, um, it, it, it's definitely, it shows a lot just taking that little, little, little step and just pressing that share button. It's really important. So that's my spiel. Um, thank you for listening. Well, thanks thank again for yeah. having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on here and to everybody listening and, and watching. I really appreciate you. And, uh, and I'll see you on the next one and uh, with, our, with our next guest.